Act Two of Per Kint by Henrik Ibsen, translated by William and Charles Archer. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Characters Act Two Young Per Gint, read by Christine G. Ingri, read by Paddy Cunningham. Osa, read by Amy Graymore. Sulvai's father, read by Marty Chris. Sulvai's mother, read by Arielle Lipshaw. First Seta Girl, read by Cheyenne Darnell. Second Seta Girl, read by Goldfish. Third Seta Girl, recording by Kathy Barrett. The Green Clad One, read by Pitface. The Man of the Dovre read by ron altman the troll courtier read by algie pug first troll imp read by marty chris second troll imp read by marty chris a troll maiden read by lucy perry first troll witch read by nadine cordboulet second troll witch read by charlotte duckett a voice in the darkness Read by Paul Newman, story folk singer. Bird Cries. Read by Patty Cunningham. Helga. Read by Tiffany Halla Colonna. Sulvai. Read by Elizabeth Clatt. Narrator. Read by Cynthia Moyer. Act Two, Scene One. A narrow path high up in the mountains. Early morning. Pergint comes hastily and sullenly along the path ingri still wearing some of her bridal ornaments is trying to hold him back get you from me ingri weeping after this peer whither where you will for me ingri wringing her hands oh what falsehood useless railing each alone must go his way sin and sin again unites us devil take all recollections devil take the tribe of women all but one who is that one pray tis not you who is it then go go thither whence you came off to your father dearest sweetest peace you cannot mean it surely what you're saying can and do first to lure and then forsake me and what terms have you to offer hegstead farm and more besides is your song-book in your kerchief where's the gold mane on your shoulder do you glance down your apron do you hold your mother's skirt fold speak no but went you to the pastor this last springtide no but pear is there shyness in your glances when i beg can you deny heaven i think his wits are going does your presence sanctify speak no but what's all the rest then going ingri blocking his way know you it will cost your neck should you fail me what do i care you may win both wealth and honour if you take me can't afford ingri bursting into tears oh but you lured me you were willing i was desperate frantic i ingri threatening dearly shall you pay for this dearest payment cheap i'll reckon is your purpose set like flint 
Good. We'll see then who's the winner. Goes downwards. Pear stands silent a moment, then cries, Devil take all recollections! Devil take the tribe of women! Ingri, turning her head and calling mockingly upwards, All but one! Yes, all but one. They go their several ways. End of Scene 1 Act 2, Scene 2 Near a mountain tarn, the ground is soft and marshy round about, a storm is gathering. Osa enters, calling and gazing around her despairingly in every direction. Solvay has difficulty in keeping up with her. Solvay's father and mother, with Helga, are some way behind. Osa, tossing about her arms and tearing her hair, all things are against me with wrathful might heaven and the waters and the grisly mountains fog scuds from heaven roll down to bewilder him the treacherous waters are lurking to murder him the mountains would crush him with landslip and rift and the people too they are out after his life god knows they shan't have it i can't bear to lose him oh the oaf to think that the fiend should tempt him turning to Solvay, now isn't it clean unbelievable this he that did naught but romance and tell lies he whose sole strength was the strength of his jaw he that never did a stroke of true work he oh a body could both cry and laugh oh we clung closely in sorrow and need ay you must know that my husband he drank loafed round the parish to royster and prate wasted and trampled our gear underfoot and meanwhile at home there sat pierkin and i the best we could do was try to forget for ever i've found it so hard to bear up it's a terrible thing to look fate in the eyes and of course one is glad to be quit of one's cares and try all one can to keep thought far away some take to brandy and others to lies and we why, we took to fairy tales of princes and trolls and of all sorts of beasts, and of bride-rapes as well. Ah, but who could have dreamt that those devil's yarns would have stuck in his head? In a fresh access of terror. Who? What a scream! It's the Nixie or Dro. Pear! Pear! Up there on that hillock! she runs to the top of a little rise and looks out over the tarn solvay's father and mother come up not a sign to be seen solvay's father quietly it is worst for him osa weeping <laughs> oh my pear oh my own lost lamb solvay's father nods mildly you may well say lost oh no don't talk like that he is so clever there's no one like him you foolish woman oh i oh i foolish i am but the boy's all right solvay's father still softly and with mild eyes his heart is hardened his soul is lost osa in terror no no he can't be so hard our lord 
do you think he can sigh for his debt of sin osa eagerly no but he can ride through the air on a buck though christ are you mad why what do you mean never a deed is too great for him you shall see if only he lives so long best if you saw him on the gallows hanging osa shrieks ah oh cross of christ in the hangman's hands it may be his heart would be turned to repentance osa bewildered oh you'll soon talk me out of my senses we must find him to rescue his soul and his body if he's stuck in the swamp we must drag him out if he's taken by trolls we must ring the bells for him hmm here's a sheep's path the lord will repay you your guidance and help it's a christian's duty then the others fie they are heathens all there wasn't one that would go with us they knew him too well he was too good for them rings her hands and to think and to think that his life is at stake here are tracks of a man then it's here we must search we'll scatter around on this side of our satyr he and his wife go on ahead solvai to osa say on tell me more osa drying her eyes of my son you mean yes tell everything osa smiles and tosses her head everything soon you'd be tired sooner by far will you tire of the telling than i of the hearing end of scene two act two scene three low treeless heights close under the mountain moorlands peaks in the distance the shadows are long it is late in the day pergint comes running at full speed and stops short on the hillside the parish is all at my heels in a pack every man of them armed or with gun or with club foremost i hear the old hegstad churl howling now it's noised far and wide that pergint is abroad it is different this from about with a smith this is life every limb grows as strong as a bear's strikes out with his arms and leaps in the air to crush overturn stem the rush of the foss to strike wrench the fir tree right up by the root this is life this both hardens and lifts one high to hell then with all of the savourless lies three satyr girls rush across the hillside screaming and singing to, to crush, crush trundle of Valfield, bard and cora trollpack tonight to sleep in our arms, arms? To whom are you calling? To, to the, the trolls, to, to the, the trolls. trolls. Trond, come with kindness. Bard, come with force. The cots in the satyr are all standing empty. Force is kindness, and kindness is force. If lads are a-wanting, one plays with the trolls. Why, where are the lads, then? All three, with a hoarse laugh. <laughs> <laughs> they, they cannot, cannot come, come hither. hither mine called me his sweetheart and called me his darling now he has married a grey-headed widow mine met a gypsy wench north on the upland now they are tramping the country together mine put an end to our bastard brat now his head's grinning aloft on a stake Trond of the, the Valfield. Valfield. 
Pear stands with a sudden leap in the midst of them. I'm a three-headed troll, and the boy for three girls. Are you such a lad, You shall judge for yourself. To the hut! To the hut! We have need. Let it flow. No cot shall stand empty this Saturday night. Second girl, kissing him. He sparkles and glisters like white-heated iron. Third girl, doing likewise. Mwah! Like a baby's eyes from the blackest tarn. Pear, dancing in the midst of them. Heavy of heart and wanton of mind. The eyes full of laughter, the throat of tears. The girls, making mocking gestures towards the mountain tops, screaming and singing. Heavy of Tron of the Valfjeld, Bored and Troll pack, tonight will you sleep in our arms? They dance away over the heights with Pergint in their midst. End of Scene 3 Act 2, Scene 4 among the Ronda Mountains, sunset, shining snow peaks all around. Pergint enters, dizzy and bewildered. Tower over tower arises. Hey, what a glittering gate! Stand, will you stand? It's drifting further and further away. High on the vane the cock stands, lifting his wings for flight. Blue spread the rifts and bluer, locks the fell and barred. What are those trunks and tree-roots that grow from the ridges clefts? They are warriors, heron-footed. Now they too are fading away. A shimmering like rainbow streamers goes shooting through eyes and brain. What is it that far-off chiming? What's weighing my eyebrows down? Who, how my forehead's throbbing? A tightening red-hot ring. I cannot think who the devil has bound it around my head. Sinks down. Flight over the edge of Gendin. Stuff and accursed lies, up o'er the steepest hill wall, with a bride and a whole day drunk, hunted by hawks and falcons, threatened by trolls and such, sporting with crazy wenches, lies in accursed stuff, gazes long upwards, yonder sail two brown eagles, southward the wild geese fly, and here I must splash and stumble in quagmire and filth knee deep, springs up, I'll fly too. I will wash myself clean in the bath of the keenest winds. I'll fly high. I will plunge myself fair in the glorious christening font. I will soar far over the setter. I will ride myself pure of soul. I will forth over the salt sea waters, and high over England's prince. Ay, gaze as ye may, young maidens. My ride is for none of you. You're wasting your time in waiting. Yet maybe I'll swoop down too. What has come of the two brown eagles? They've vanished, the devil knows where. There's the peak of a gable rising, it's soaring on every hand. It's growing from out of the ruins. See the gateway standing wide. Ha-ha, <laughs> yonder house, I know it. It's grandfather's new-built farm. Gone are the clouds from the windows. The crazy old fence is gone. The lights gleam from every casement. There's a feast in the hall to-night. There, that was the provost clinking. The back of his knife on his glass. There's the captain flinging his bottle, and shivering the mirror to bits. Let them waste, let it all be squandered. Peace, mother, what need we care? Tis the rich Jon Gunt gives the banquet. Hurrah for the race of Gunt! What's all this bustle and hubbub? 
why do they shout and bawl the captain is calling the sun in oh the provost should drink my health in then pergint to the judgment it rings forth in song and shout pergint thou art come of great things and great things shall come of thee leaps forward but runs his head against a rock falls and remains stretched on the ground end of scene four act two scene five a hillside wooded with great suffing trees stars are gleaming through the leaves birds are singing in the treetops a green-clad woman is crossing the hillside pergint follows her with all sorts of lover-like antics the green-clad one stops and turns round is it true pear drawing his finger across his throat as true as my name is pear as true as that you are a lovely woman will you have me you'll see what a fine man i'll be you shall neither tread the balloon nor turn the spindle you shall eat all you want till you're ready to burst i never will drag you about by the hair nor beat me no can you think i would we king's sons never beat women and such you're a king's son yes i'm the dover king's daughter are you see there now how well that fits in deep in the round at his father's palace my mother's his bigger how much i'm mistaken do you know my father his name is king brose do you know my mother her name is queen orsa when my father is angry the mountains are riven they reel when my mother by a chance falls a scolding my father can kick in the loftiest roof tree my mother can ride through the rapidest river have you other garments besides those rags oh you should just see my sunday clothes my weekday gown is of golden silk it looks to me like a towel and straws hey there is one thing you must remember this is the rendezvous use and want all our possessions have twofold form when you shall come to my father's hall it well may chance that you are on the point of thinking you stand in a dismal moraine well now with us it's precisely the same our gold will seem to you litter and trash and you'll think mayhap every glittering pane is naught but a bunch of old stockings and clouds the black it seems white the ugly seems fair big it seems little and dirty seems clean the green-clad one falling on his neck ay pierre now i see that we fit you and i like the leg in the trouser the hair and the comb the green-clad one calls away over the hillside bridal steed bridal steed bridal steed mine a gigantic pig comes running in with a rope's end for a bridle and an old sack for a saddle pergint vaults on its back and seats the green-clad one in front of him hark away through the ronde gate gallop we in gee up gee up my courser fine the green-clad one tenderly ah uh, but lately i wandered and moped and pined one never can tell what may happen to one pear thrashing the pig and trotting off you may know the great by their riding gear end of scene five Act Two, Scene Six, the Royal Hall of the King of the Dovre Trolls, a great assembly of troll courtiers, gnomes, and brownies. 
the old man of the Dovre sits on the throne, crowned and with his sceptre in his hand. His children and nearest relations are ranged on both sides. Pergint stands before him, violent commotion in the hall. Slay him! A Christian man's son has deluded the Dovre king's loveliest maid. May I hack him on the fingers? May I tug him by the hair? Hooay! Let me bite him in the haunches. A troll witch with a ladle. Shall he be boiled into broth and brie? Another troll witch with a chopper. Shall he roast on a spit or be browned in a stewpan? Ice to your blood, friends. Beckons his counsellors nearer around him. Don't let us talk big. We've been drifting astern in these latter years. We can't tell what's going to stand or to fall, and there's no sense in turning recruits away. Besides, the lad's body has scarce a blemish, and he's strongly built, too, if I see aright. It's true, he has only a single head, but my daughter, too, has no more than one. Three-headed trolls are going clean out of fashion. One hardly sees a two-header now, and even those heads are but so-so ones. To Per Gint. It's my daughter, then, you demand of me? Your daughter and the realm to her dowry, yes. You shall have the half, while I'm still alive, and the other half, when I come to die. I'm content with that. Ay, but stop, my lad. You also have some undertakings to give. If you break even one, the whole pact's at an end, and you'll never get away from here living. First of all, you must swear that you'll never give heed to aught that lies outside Ronde Hill's bounds. Day you must shun, and deeds, and each sunlit spot. Only call me king, and that's easy to keep. And next, now for putting your wits to the test. Draws himself up in his seat, the oldest troll courtier, to Per Gint. Let us see if you have a wisdom tooth that can crack the Dovra king's riddle nut. What difference is there twixt trolls and men? No difference at all, as it seems to me. Big trolls would roast you, and small trolls would claw you. With us it were likewise, if only they dared. True enough. In that and in more we're alike. Yet morning is morning, and even is even, and there is a difference all the same. Now let me tell you wherein it lies. Out yonder, under the shining vault among men, the saying goes, Man, be thyself. At home here with us, mid the tribe of the trolls, the saying goes, Troll, to thyself be enough. The Troll Courtier, to Per Gint. Can you fathom the depth? It strikes me as misty. My son, that enough, that most potent and sundering word, must be graven upon your escutcheon. Per, scratching his head. Well, but... It must, if you here would be master. 
Oh, well, let it pass. After all, it's no worse. And next, you must learn to appreciate our homely, everyday way of life. He beckons. Two trolls with pig's heads, white nightcaps, and so forth, bring in food and drink. The cow gives cakes, and the bullock mead. Ask not if its taste be sour or sweet. The main matter is, and you mustn't forget it, it's all of it home-brewed. Pear, pushing the things away from him. The devil fly off with your home-brewed drinks. I'll never get used to the ways of this land. The bowl's given in, and it's fashioned of gold. Whoso owns the gold bowl, him my daughter holds dear. Pear, pondering. It is written, Thou shalt bridle the natural man. And I dare say the drink may in time seem less sour. So be it complies ay that was sagaciously said you spit one must trust to the force of habit and next you must throw off your christian man's garb for this you must know to our dover's renown here all things are mountain made knots from the dale except the silk bow at the end of your tail pear indignant i haven't a tail uh, then of course you must get one. See my Sunday tale, Chamberlain, fastened to him. I'll be hanged if you do. Would you make me a fool? None comes courting my child with no tail at his rear. Make a beast of a man. Nay, my son, you mistake. I make you a mannerly wooer no more. A bright orange bow will allow you to wear, and that passes here for the highest of honors. Pear reflectively it's true as the saying goes man's but a moat and it's wisest to follow the fashion a bit tie away you're a tractable fellow i see just try with what grace you can waggle and whisky pear peevishly ha would you force me to go still further do you ask me to give up my christian faith now that you are welcome to keep in peace doctrine goes free upon that there's no duty it's the outward cut one must tell a troll by if we're only at one in our manners and dress you may hold as your faith what to us is a horror why in spite of your many conditions you are a more reasonable chap than one have might expected we troll folk my son are less black than we're painted that's another distinction between you and us but the serious part of the meeting is over. Now let us gladden our ears and our eyes. Music maid, forth! Set the Dover harp sounding. Dancing maid, forth! Tread the Dover hall's floor. Music and a dance. Here, like you eat. Like it? Hmm. Speak without fear. What see you? Why, something unspeakably grim. A bell cow with her hoof on a gut harp strumming, a sow in socklets a trip to the tune. I am. His sense is but human, remember. Who tear away both his ears and his eyes? The green clad one, weeping. <laughs> and this we must hear and put up with when I and my sister make music and dance. Oho, uh -huh, was it you? Well, a joke at the feast you must know is never unkindly meant can you swear it was so 
both the dance and the music were utterly charming the cat claw me else this same human nature is a singular thing it sticks to people so strangely long if it gets a gash in the fight with us it heals up at once though a scar may remain my son-in-law now is as pliant as any he's willingly thrown off his christian man's garb he's willingly drunk from our chalice of mead he's willingly tied on the tail to his back so willing and short did we find him in all things i thought to myself the old adam for certain had for good and all been kicked out of doors but lo in two shakes he's atop again ay ay my son we must treat you i see to cure this pestilent human nature what will you do in your left eye first i'll scratch you a bit till you see awry but all that you see will seem fine and brave and then i'll just cut your right window-pane out are you drunk the old man lays a number of sharp instruments on the table see here are the glazier's tools blinkers you'll wear like a raging bull then you'll recognize that your bride is lovely and ne'er will your vision be troubled as now with bell-cows harping and sows that dance this is madman's talk it's a dobra king speaking it's he that is wise and it's you that are crazy just think how much worry and mortification you'll thus escape from year out year in you must remember your eyes are the fountain of the bitter and searing lie of tears that's true and it says in our sermon book if thine eye offend thee then pluck it out but tell me when will my sight heal up into human sight never more my friend indeed in that case i'll take my leave what would you without i would go my way no stop it's easy to slip in here but the dover king's gate doesn't open outwards you wouldn't detain me by force i hope come now just listen to reason prince peer you have gifts for trolldom he acts does he not even now in a passably troll-like fashion and you'd fain be a troll yes i would sure enough for a bride in a well-managed kingdom to boot i can put up with losing a good many things but there is a limit to all things on earth the tale i've accepted it's perfectly true but no doubt i can lose what the chamberlain tied my breeches i've dropped they were old and patched but no doubt i can bottom them on again and lightly enough i can slip my cable from these your doverified ways of life i am willing to swear that a cow is a maid an oath one can always eat up again but to know that one can never free oneself that one can't even die like a decent soul to live as a hill troll for all one's days to feel that one never can beat a retreat as the book has it that's what your heart is set on but that is a thing i can never agree to now sure as i live i shall soon lose my temper and then i am not to be trifled with you pasty-faced loon do you know who i am first with my daughter you make too free there you line your throat you must marry her do you dare to accuse me what can you deny that you lusted for her in heart and eye 
pair with a snort of contempt no more who the deuce cares a straw for that it's ever the same with this human kind the spirit you're ready to own with your lips but in fact nothing counts that your fists cannot handle so you really think then that lust matters not wait you shall soon have ocular proof of it you don't catch me with a bait of lies my peer ere the year's out you'll be a father open doors let me go in a he-goat's skin you shall have the brat after you pear mopping the sweat off his brow would i could waken shall we send him to the palace you can send him to the parish well well prince peer that's your own lookout but one thing's certain what's done is done and your offspring too will be sure to grow such mongrels shoot up amazingly fast old man don't act like a headstrong ox have reason maiden let's come to terms you must know i'm neither a prince nor rich and whether you measure or whether you weigh me be sure you won't gain much by making me yours the green-clad one is taken ill and is carried out by troll-maids the old man looks at pear for a while in high disdain then says dash him to shards on the rock walls children oh dad may we play now an eagle fast the wolf game gray mouse and glow-eyed cat yes but quick i am worried and sleepy good night he goes pear hunted by the troll imps let me be devil's imps tries to escape up the chimney come brownies come nixies bite him behind ow tries to slip down the cellar trap door shut up all the crannies now the small fry are happy pear struggling with a little imp that has bit himself fast to his ear now the let go will you beast the courtier hitting him across the fingers gently you scamp with a sign of royalty a rattle runs to it be, be quick, quick brother nixie and block it. it the old one was bad but the youngsters are worse slash him oh would i was small as a mouse rushing around the imps swarming round him close the ring close the ring pear weeping would that i were a louse he falls now into, into his eyes pear buried in a heap of imps mother help me i die church bells sound far away bells in the mountain the black fox cowls the trolls take to flight amid a confused uproar of yells and shrieks the palace collapses everything disappears end of scene six act two scene seven pitch darkness pergint is heard beating and slashing about him with a large bow answer who are you myself clear the way go round about peer 
the hills rue me enough pear tries to force a passage at another place but strikes against something go round about who are you myself can you say the same i can say what i will and my sword can smite mind yourself who hey now the blow falls crushing king saul slew hundreds pear gint slew thousands cutting and slashing who are you myself that stupid reply you may spare it doesn't clear up the matter what are you the great boy ah indeed the riddle was black now i'd call it grey clear the way then boyd go round about peer no through cuts and slashes there he fell tries to advance but strikes against something ho ho are there more here the boyd peer gint the one only one it's the boyg that's unwounded and the boyg that was hurt it's the boyg that is dead and the boyg that's alive pear throws away the branch the weapon is trollsmeared but i have my fists fights his way forward i trust your fists lad trust to your body Peer gint so you'll reach the summit pear falling back again forward or back and it's just as far out or in and it's just as straight he's there and there and he's round the bend no sooner i'm out than i'm back in the ring name who you are let me see you what are you the boy pear groping around not dead not living all slimy misty not so much as a shape it's as bad as to battle in a cluster of snarling half-wakened bears screams ah strike back at me can't you the boy isn't mad strike the boy strikes not fight you shall the great boy conquers but does not fight were there only a nixie hair that you could prick me were there only as much as a year old troll only something to fight with but here there is nothing now he's snoring boyd what's your will use force the great boy conquers in all things without it pear biting his own arms and hands claws and ravening teeth in my flesh i must feel the drip of my own warm blood a sound is heard like the wing strokes of great birds comes he now boy ay step by step all our sisters are far off gather here to the tryst if you'd save me now lass you must do it quick gaze not down so lowly and bending your clasp-book hurl it straight into his eyes he totters we have him sisters make haste to dare the purchase one pays for life in such a heart-wasting hour of strife 
sinks down. Boink! There he's fallen! Seize him! Seize him! A sound of bells and of psalm singing is heard far away. The boy shrinks up to nothing and says in a gasp, He was too strong. There were women behind him. End of scene seven. Act two, scene eight. Sunrise. The mountainside in front of Osa's theater. The door is shut. All is silent and deserted. Pergint is lying asleep by the wall of the theater. Per wakens and looks about him with dull and heavy eyes. He spits. What wouldn't I give for a pickled herring? spits again and at the same moment catches sight of helga who appears carrying a basket of food ah child are you there what is it you want it is solvay pear jumping up where is she behind the setter solvay unseen if you come nearer i'll run away pear stopping short perhaps you're afraid i might take you in my arms for shame do you know where i was last night like a horsefly the dovre king's daughter is after me then it was well that the bells were set ringing per gint's not the lad they can lure astray what do you say helga crying oh she's running away running after her wait per catches her by the arm look here what i have in my pocket a silver button child you shall have it only speak for me let me be let me go there you have it let go there's the basket of food god pity you if you don't oh how you scare me pear gently letting her go no i only meant beg her not to forget me helga runs off end of act two <laughs>